face with a twist of grass that he tightened with his teeth. The arrowhead lay in the dust where he dropped it. It was shaped like a poplar leaf with a vicious, tapered point. He'd never seen one like it. In the mountains, people made arrowheads of flint, or if they were rich, of bronze. This was different. It was shiny black obsidian. Hylas only recognized it, because the village wise woman possessed a shard. She said it was the blood of the mother, spewed from the earth's fiery guts and turned to stone. She said it came from islands far across the sea. Who were the black warriors? Why were they after him? He hadn't done anything. And had they found Issy? Behind him, rock doves exploded into the sky with a whirring of wings. He spun round. From where he stood, the trail descended steeply, then disappeared round a spur. Behind the spur, a cloud of red dust was rising. Hylas caught the thud of many feet and the rattle of arrows in quivers. His belly turned over. They were back. He scrambled over the edge of the trail, grabbed a sapling, and clung like a bat. The pounding feet came nearer. Scrabbling with his toes, he found a ledge. He edged sideways beneath an overhang. His face was jammed against a tree root. He glanced down and wished he hadn't. All he could see was a dizzying view of treetops. The warriors came on at a punishing run. He caught the creak of leather and the rank smell of sweat and a strange, bitter tang that was horribly familiar. He'd smelt it last night. The warrior's skin was smeared with ash. The overhang hid him from view, but to his left the trail curved round and jutted over the gorge. He heard them run past. Then they rounded the bend, and through a haze of red dust he saw them. A nightmare of stiff black rawhide armor, a thicket of spears and daggers and bows. Their long black cloaks flew behind them like the wings of crows and beneath their helmets their faces were grey with ash. A man called out terrifyingly close. Hyla stopped breathing. The warrior who'd shouted was directly above him. Further up the trail, the others wheeled round and moved down again towards him. He heard the crunch of pebbles as a man came walking back. His pace was unhurried. Hylas guessed this was the leader, and his armour made a strange, hard clink. Look, said the first man. Blood. Hylas went cold. Blood? You left blood on the trail? He waited. The leader made no reply. This seemed to rattle the first man. Probably just the goat herds, he said hastily. Sorry, you wanted him alive. Still no reply. Sweat streamed down Hylas's flanks. With a jolt, he remembered the arrowhead left lying in the dust. He prayed they wouldn't spot it. Craning his neck, he saw a man's hand grasp a boulder on the edge of the trail. It was a strong hand, but it didn't look alive. The flesh was smeared with ash, the fingernails stained black. The wrist guard that covered the forearm was the dark red of an angry sunset, and so bright that it hurt to look. Hylas knew what it was.
though he'd never seen it this close. Bronze. Dust trickled into his eyes. He hardly dared blink. The two men were so near he could hear them breathe. Get rid of it, said the leader. His voice sounded hollow. It made Hylas think of cold places beyond the reach of the sun. Something heavy pitched over the edge, narrowly missing him. It crashed into a thorn tree an arm's length away and swayed to rest. Hyla saw what it was and nearly threw up. It had once been a boy, but now it was a terrible thing of black blood and burst blue innards like a nest of worms. Hylas knew him, Skiros. Not a friend, but a goat herd, like him. A few years older and ruthless in a fight. The corpse was too close.